0: Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today in our study of 1 John, we're going to be looking again at 1 John 4, 1-6. We're going to see how we are to understand the importance of doctrine and doctrinal debates. So 1 John 4, 1-6 reads, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us, Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So today we are going to look at interpreting necessary doctrine, interpreting important doctrine, and remembering unity. So the ESV Study Bible gives a great illustration of a dartboard where doctrines fall into the center circle of absolutes, the next circle of convictions, the next circle of opinions, and the outer circle of questions. So we're going to look at each of those. So absolutes, that one's pretty obvious. Those are ones that you need to be saved. Those are absolute truths central to the Christian faith. Without those, you cannot know Christ. You cannot be saved. Say, for example, what John gives us, knowing that Jesus is God and man. He talks about that. He says... Whoever, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And what about Jesus? He says earlier, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Jesus Christ, divinity in the flesh, humanity. Those are essential to being a believer. Those who confess that, from God. Those that do not confess that, not from God. That is absolute doctrine. So, We need to hold to those absolute doctrines. The next circle is convictions or important doctrine. These are doctrines where generally are split by denomination, maybe. And these are doctrines that are important. However, if you do not hold to these, you're not necessarily an unbeliever. Say, take Calvinism and Arminianism. That's, in a, that's one example I'm going to use a lot here, because there's a lot of unnecessary strife there, and there's a lot of unnecessary ease there. And so we need to have a right balance of how we look at important doctrine. The next circle is opinions, where those, say, in a certain denomination may differ there, and that is of some importance. However, in reality, it's not crucial. And then finally is the outer circle of questions. These are stuff that the Bible doesn't talk about that we just, we don't know. I mean, I don't know. Take, for example, what color shirt did Jesus wear? Or I don't know, something like that. Something that's not very important for everyday life. And hence, the Bible doesn't talk about that. So take, for example, say me. Personally, I'm a five-point Calvinist. And so, however, when interpreting necessary doctrine, I cannot make the mistake of placing Calvinism in the absolute circle because the Bible doesn't teach that level of importance. That is how we are to know what's important. When I believe Calvinism, however, I can't give that the amount of importance that I do, that I, w- that I do necessary doctrine. I can't make that mistake. And when I do, I'm being sinful because I'm not being true to Scripture. When scripture gives more importance to a certain theology, I have to do that as well. I can't say, oh, I like this doctrine a lot. I'm going to talk about this all the time and not these other ones that scripture puts more emphasis on. That is wrong. That's wrong of me to do. If I'm to faithfully communicate what the Bible says, I'm to place the emphasis that the Bible places on certain doctrines. So next, we're going to look at interpreting important doctrine. So important doctrine is doctrine that has a large impact on believers' lives. So important doctrine would be something like Calvinism or Arminianism. It can greatly shape how you live and think. So that's just an example I use because most people have a general idea about that, and so that hopefully is easier for us to have an example for. So important doctrine is worth lovingly debating over because it's important. It shapes how you live and how you think. However, it's not the main goal of Christianity. We are to point people to Christ, starting with the most important doctrines that the Bible gives us, the absolutes, as John gives us an example in this passage. We are not to spend more time on, say, Calvinism than we are to spend time on Jesus being the Son of God because that's the importance that Scripture places on it. We can't make that mistake, and it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do that, however, we must not make that mistake, and so finally, we are to remember unity that is so crucial to theology, remembering that even though we have differences, we as believers are united. We all believers believe in Jesus, who is fully God and fully man, as this passage attests to first John four one through six while Calvin While Calvinists and Arminians have many differences, they're both going to heaven. And that's something that we have to remember. While we may disagree with someone, you're going to spend eternity with that person. When we're tempted to look at an Arminian or a Calvinist in an unloving way, we must remember that they are washed in the same blood as we are. We can't forget that. Jesus saved them just like he saved you. And so while you may, while scripture may attest to your theology, we have to remember that scripture also, in matters of important doctrine, places more emphasis on Jesus being the Son of God who takes away the sin for believers. For believers, we have our sin washed away and we cannot forget that in favor of important doctrine. So, a helpful passage on this is Titus 3, 5-8. through Speaking of Christ, Paul says, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. So, we must hear Paul talks about the importance of theology. And so, notice what he does there. He's not like, I want these people just to know these things. Know this, and then you're good to go. No, they are to translate these to actions so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. We are to learn the theology, and then we are to apply the theology. These things are excellent and profitable for people, as Paul says. So Paul shows the importance of doctrine because it leads to action. When we search after theology without letting that shape our lives, we are missing the point. Theology is not just there so that we can fill up on head knowledge. That is what you can find that all throughout the world. You can keep on filling your head with knowledge. However, if you're not applying that to life, if you're not helping that the, if you're not using that theology to help you love God and love others more effectively, then that theology ha, is serving an empty purpose. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listing platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com.